to our next episode in our series of UK GDPR updates. Where are we now? I'm Beverly Flynn and I lead the Data Protection and Cybersecurity team here at Stevens and Bolton. I'm joined today by Charlie Maurice, who heads our IT sector. And today we will be discussing how AI is currently affecting the business world and the future impact it's likely to have. Welcome, Charlie. Thanks, Beverly. It's good to be here and always pleased to talk about AI. <laughs> As I am always <laughs> pleased to talk about GDPR. Yes, absolutely. So thank you for joining me. Now, it's no secret that AI is very topical at the moment, and uh, I think it's already impacting many aspects of businesses' day-to-day life. It's a billion-dollar industry, which is expected to grow at rapid rates and will know and undoubtedly have a large impact on business world. However, that's not to say that it doesn't come without any dangers. I suppose, what are your thoughts on AI, Charlie? I mean, have you used it? Well, I haven't used it in in anger in a legal context, but I think whilst the technology as it stands is not plug in and play for lawyers just yet, I think there are absolutely compelling use cases across the legal industry that allow the use of AI alongside more, you know, inverted commas, traditional humour and lawyering. Um, Though the cursory tale of some lawyers in New York recently is one to highlight as one of the more obvious risks. Oh, is that the one where they referred to a fake case citation? Yeah, I think they used ChatGPT to assist them in a personal injury case. Um, And uh, perhaps unhelpfully or maybe amusingly for listeners the AI generated fake cases which the lawyers then cited which is a bit of a new and were they fined in the end yeah I think so yeah (laughs) (laughs) certainly certainly highlights some of the risks associated with AI and um, that AI is actually capable of creating false information which could be um, of course problematic as well yeah agreed I think um, whilst this technology is in its in its relative infancy um although that's ever changing you know novel problems are bound to arise so um you know we should be vigilant when using ai but many businesses do use ai for for cybersecurity for example and and as ai systems typically function based on the collection and storage of large amounts of personal data it obviously raises a number of concerns regarding the possibility of this information coming into the wrong hand Cybercrime's increasingly prevalent concern for businesses across the world, which demonstrates the potential impact that AI could have if used improperly. Yeah, so, I mean, just from a data protection perspective, maybe, do you have any general tips for those who wish to protect their private information or limit the severity of, of the data protection impact or data breaches? Yeah, I mean, it's important, um, obviously, that the use of an AI system in, in using that businesses mitigate data protection risks in terms of the collection of personal data. I think that's a given. It's important to note, and Beverly, you'll, you'll, this isn't, won't be new to you, but it's the law as it stands pre-exists much of what we're discussing here. And again, it's a classic case, particularly, I think this seems to happen a lot in the data protection world, of mapping new technology onto old law. And obviously that's the position for now and we'll see how that evolves but certainly you know it, it's it's understanding how ai can be used now in the context of the of the framework that we've got on data protection so i suppose as a basic position where possible it may be safer to use an ai system that reduces the need for personal data to be collected at all and stored in the first place and that limits the severity of a breach if that should unfortunately occur but that's kind of missing the point i think in some respects and and you know the use cases there alongside personal data are are, are as i said highly compelling ai is even being used to prevent personal data breaches itself you know in itself the banking sector is a great example of that detecting fraud using ai to detect fraud as well as increasing the efficiency of customer credit analysis 
Yeah, I mean, I agree. Every time you start to use something with AI, we need to think about legitimate interest assessment, yeah. transparency, data privacy impact assessment, looking at whether or not we feel that the personal data we may be inputting is adequately protected or whether we should even put any personal data in there. I mean, are there any areas where AI is actually having a positive impact, Charlie? Because, I mean, you read about it in the press all day. Yeah, I mean, look, there are plenty. I mean, it's um, and that's why this is such a fascinating area because it, it there really are AI's ability to digest large volumes of information has created opportunities. I think unlike anything we've we've seen really in order to you know boost efficiency and reduce costs. Routine administrative tasks can be automated. Customer service can be enhanced by AI-generated personalized interactions. Business trends can be identified more easily. It's also revolutionizing healthcare, for example, yeah. by analyzing medical history data to reveal patterns and anticipate oncoming health issues, as well as changing the face of retailers. Customer service and support is becoming more tailored and personal. I mean, look, just today I was reading an article this morning about the performance of AI systems in breast cancer screening use. And you know, that is a great example of the exciting potential that AI has. But again, you can see immediately how using AI systems alongside people's precious health data means that you you do have to take a considered legal approach as to how these systems are, are implemented and then used. But, you know, by capitalizing on these possibilities and uh, making sure that the legal framework fits with that, you know, there's, there's real opportunity to, to obtain, you know, both the competitive edge but also you know real enhancements in uh, in tech that tech that is going to benefit us all I think yeah I think that's right and all these in innovative ways in which it's being used are useful but I suppose I mean I know I've been asked quite a lot recently or to advise on data sets in the context of life science use but going back to the GDPR generally I know the ICOs issued some guidance on AI is there anything you'd like to mention on that yeah, of course. We touched on this briefly, I think, in our in our initial themes podcast. Um, the ICO has offered some guidance on businesses' obligations when processing an individual's personal data using AI. And it, it's quite full form, and it's worth a read if you haven't already. Essentially, there needs to be some sort of explanation before any AI data processing takes place about the purpose of the processing, what the retention periods of the data are, and any entities with whom that data is shared. You know, uh, none of this is new from a data protection standpoint, but the complexity of AI systems can make this quite hard to describe for a casual reader. The use of AI in decision making also creates accountability issues. So in situations where, for example, an AI system is involved in making a decision about an individual, an important question is who that individual can hold accountable for the decision. Clearly, there should still be full accountability, but that isn't as clear cut if it's a, if it's a system rather than a human making the decision. So in those cases, for example, an explanation may need to come from whoever's accountable for the system, as opposed to the actual individual who may traditionally have made the decision in previous ways. Yeah, it sounds a bit like a slippery slope, um, shifting the blame for those if it weren't for these requirements. So, um, yeah, I understand that AI can now also infer data about an individual, which could potentially constitute special category data. So that's inferred data as opposed to actual known data is that right yeah that's right um i mean i think the, the basic position though as well is it depends on whether these inferences are actually capable of identifying an, an individual from them and in some instances they may not be so for example if there's no connection to an individual then you know you're not going to make the case that it is in fact special categories of, of data it also depends on how certain the probability is of the inference being accurate as well as whether the business using the ai is deliberately drawing the inference yes and i have heard also that there could be some issues around uh, discrimination using AI yep. so I think yeah, that's yeah. another one to 
bear in mind. I think it's it's fair to say for data protection lawyers that we're used to applying principles to new technology. I just sense here that there's a lot of work keeping up with the advancements of the technology and the context in which it's used. It's not just sector, it's also new ways in working with the technology. Yeah, for sure. I think that's only going to continue as well. As you know, being a data protection lawyer is rarely a static occupation. <laughs> we seem to be having to do that all the time as as um, as new technologies emerge. Yeah, that's um, it's the story of our, our life, but it's a nice it's a nice story yeah, sure. to have. <laughs> Indeed, lawmakers will be kept busy too. Well, I'm going to wrap this up now, if that's okay for you still listening and with you, Charlie. There are more podcasts coming up in this series on UK GDPR and where are we now? And thank you, Charlie, for joining me. No problem at all. Absolute pleasure.